It's time to take a look around the NFL with our weekly visit from John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. You need to see a dog make a play. No puppies. I need a dog to make a play. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And John McClain joins us now on the phone lines to talk all things week one of the NFL. And, John, we appreciate your time as always. And how exciting did you think that Monday night football game was? Raiders and Ravens, all eyes were on Las Vegas. What did you think of the whole presentation and the, and the way that the game shook out? I thought everything was tremendous. I thought the Raiders should have won the game when they had them down correctly on the foot line. And then when the Ravens got it back, I thought, oh, my goodness, the Raiders are going to die. <laughs> and then, of course, they got that fumble from Jackson and scored. Derek Carr did a tremendous job. And I thought it was a great way for Las Vegas to start the season. And uh, that would have been a very – tough loss at home for John Gruden and Mike Mayock, but it all worked out the way Raider Nation wanted it to work out. Yeah, no doubt about it. The uh, The whole atmosphere was electric. There was a lot of stars in the building. It was just, it was a fun night out. It was a long Monday, but it was a fun night out uh, to be at Allegiant Stadium. And John, you know, the Raiders offense started off really slowly and then it got kicking really in the second half and they, and they did their job and obviously ended up with 33 points, so that was fine. But do you think that a lot of that a lot of the, the slow starts across the league, not just for the Raiders, but other teams as far as offensively, just had to do with them not getting a lot of preseason action? I think that could have had something to do with it. A lot of times it depends on who's playing and how many issues you've had with COVID-19 because a lot of teams have had issues. There's just a lot of reasons to you for uh, slow starts. And Fortunately for the Raiders, they were able to overcome it. I feel terrible for the Ravens to lose all those players, to lose your top three running backs. Mm -hmm. I have never seen that anywhere. Can you imagine if it happened to the Raiders or any other team? And really it's credit to John Harbaugh and his staff and his players that they were able to play the Raiders as well as they did. No, they did a good job. They really did, and they suffered a couple more injuries in the game, and the Raiders suffered a bunch of injuries as well, and so now they have this game coming up against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. It's going to be a tough one, but uh, no, I think John Harbaugh and company did a good job. Latavius Murray was just signed, and, and he was able to get into the end zone, and uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, for anyone who's just an NFL fan, he's kind of the gift that just keeps on giving. Uh, he was he was fun to watch. I think the Raiders did a decent job. I mean, you're not going to stop him completely, but slowing him down a little bit, I thought they did a tremendous job. What did you see from Lamar Jackson Monday night? about what you would expect. He still has trouble throwing the out routes. He's better throwing down the middle. Most quarterbacks don't like to throw down the middle because they're worried about overthrows that intercepted balls that receivers tip or ricochet off the players. But he's fearless, and he's still a great runner, and he, they're going to go as far as he can take them. They've led the NFL in rushing the last two years, primarily because him running like another thousand yard back. But he's got even more on his shoulders, and it's a great time for him to have that kind of pressure, considering he's playing for a new contract in about 40 to 45 million a year. T talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. You can find John on Twitter at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. And just looking around the landscape of the NFL and even looking at the Texans, they pick up a victory. David Culley gets his first uh, career victory as a head coach. Uh, what were the thoughts and, and were the players pretty pumped up to get that first victory for Coach Culley? Well, you know they were, Q, but I'll tell you what. If you look at the way Jacksonville played under Urban Meyer, who's one of the greatest college 
coaches in history. They look poorly prepared and outcoached. And he has never had that happen to him that decisively. And it's a poor reflection on him. And you know he doesn't like it. They were up 34-7. to Then they played loose coverage. Trevor Lawrence threw for a lot of yards, two more touchdowns. But as you can imagine, Texans were being told by everybody they're the worst team in the league. They might win one or two games, but they look good. Now, Jacksonville, tell you what, they better recover fast because that team has got problems, not just on playing, but as coaching as well. There were several teams, Q. If you look at what happened to Buffalo at home against the Steelers, what the Cardinals did to the Titans, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just amazing. Took out Derrick Henry early by having a big lead, Chandler Jones schooling Taylor LeJuan with five sacks. There's a lot of things that happened in the NFL this week that were huge surprises. And then the biggest to me was Aaron Rodgers and the Packers stinking it up so bad to Jameis Winston and the Saints. Yeah, they uh, they, they just, I mean, they laid a complete egg. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? How does a performance like that happen uh, on the first week of the season when a guy like as good as Aaron Rodgers? I saw, too, a great tweet by one of my co-hosts at my station in Houston. Had a picture of Rogers talking to the media afterward and had bags under his eyes. And strands of hair from his man bun were off to the side. He needed to shave. shave. And he said, this looks like the kind of guy you would see a divorced dad about to order pancakes at Denny's at 3 in the morning. And I looked at him. I said, you know what? That's right. But they'll bounce back. They're They're... They've been in the championship game the last two years. Rodgers, of course, is the MVP. But one of the things I think Rodgers should have done, Q, when he came to camp, he should have said, I'm not talking about my situation. That is over. It's all football from now on. And that's not what he's elected to do. He's still talking about the problems he has with the Packers, and his teammates see that. And I'm sure they're starting to think it's the last year. He's thinking it's the last year, and maybe they're thinking – you know, what? what is it good for? So they need to bounce back, and they need to do it fast, and they need to get on a roll because they just look pathetic. They did. They looked really, really bad. We're talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My guy, DeMond, wants to ask you a question. All right, keeping with that um, Packers and Saints game, what did you think <laughs> about Jameis Winston? Because I think the LASIK was all that he needed. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been. I think he needed a year with Drew Brees. And he needs his second year with with uh, Sean Payton. I picked, and I told you guys, because I told every station I do 11 times a week, that I had Jameis Winston as my comeback player of the year over Dak Prescott. And Ooh. after watching Dak Prescott almost pull out a victory at Tampa, I thought, man, did I make a mistake. And then Jameis Winston throws five touchdown passes. And he didn't have to throw the ball a lot. He didn't have to throw a lot of risky plays, so I think he's going to do a great job for Sean Payton. And we all talk about, man, we can't wait till Tom Brady goes back to Foxborough. I'm kind of looking forward when Jameis Winston goes back to Raymond James Stadium. That'll be good. That really will be a good one. And you mentioned earlier, John, you mentioned Chandler Jones and those five uh, the sacks that he had, and that was so impressive uh, from Chandler. And he, he wants to get paid. He's doubled down on saying he wants to be traded. What do you think the Cardinals do with a guy like that that is obviously a big-time player, but he doesn't want to be there because of the contract? Well, I think yeah, they'll give him the contract. They don't have to pay Kyler Murray 
for another two years if they don't want to. I would imagine they would extend him after the fourth year, but they could go ahead and give Chandler Jones something for two years. But, man, oh, man, he's on a pace for, let's see, 80 sacks. I believe that would be number one in league history. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. If he were able to pull pull that off, have three, four, five sacks a, a game, that would man, that would be incredible. How much do you think JJ Watt helps him uh, as far as just his production and, and knowing another guy can get to the quarterback there along that Cardinals defensive line? I'm sure they'd like to say Watt had something to do with it, but the fact is, Chandler Jones is lining up against Taylor Lewan, who's a good offensive tackle when he's healthy. And Lawan admitted he just got embarrassed, got schooled by Chandler Jones, who just ate him up. So it wasn't like he was having to beat double teams. Last year, according to Next Generation stats, J.J. Watt had to beat triple team blocks more than any team, more than any pass rusher in the league, and that was 28%. Nobody else was close. And uh, Chandler Jones is not going to have to do that. And so I, I, I guarantee you, somebody's going to start paying more attention to him. Maybe they thought after missing all but the first game last year, he wasn't going to do what he did two years ago when he had 19 sacks. Now, of course, he's going to get 80. <laughs> all right, John, Like, I want to go back to that Taylor Lewan tweet because he, he said, got my ass kicked today. No way around it. Let the team and the fans down. Is it spelling trouble for the Titans, you know, new offensive coordinator, the offensive tackle, that former All-Pros admitting that he got his ass kicked? Are the Titans, are they looking to be in trouble or is it just one game? Guys, I've never, I'll, I'll just say this. This time a year ago, the Jaguars had beaten the Colts. They were headed to Tennessee where they barely lost. Everybody was fired up and never won another game. <laughs> you can't base anything on what we see in the first game of the season. The Man. Titans and the Colts and the Packers will bounce back. Some of these teams that look good, like the Texans, will come back to reality. And then there will be some surprise teams in there. But right now, you know, who's the worst team in the league? The Falcons, the Jaguars, uh, they looked really bad. And uh, I know we won't see the Texans alone at top of ASC South much longer. They go to Cleveland, and the worst they can do is be tied. But uh, I like it when teams like Cincinnati, the teams that nobody has any faith in, that they win early to get their fans excited before they get brought back down to earth. Well, John, I got to tell you that he asked about the Titans, and he's all worried. You just talked him off the ledge. He's a, he's a big Titans fan, and so he was all concerned and worried. So you just helped him at least survive for another week. So thank you for that. No reason to be too worried about the Titans with all the problems they had with COVID-19. If you've got double-figure people out because of COVID-19, you can't help but affect you. As as Miles Garrett said last year, he missed two games. And I'll never forget, he said, COVID-19 kicked my butt. And then in training camp, he told the media, I was never better than 50% after I came back last season. So that's a good indication. When you see players out, when they struggle, when they come back, it's because of their stamina and what COVID-19 does to them. And uh, I, that's why, like Laramie Tunsil with the Texans, he played every snap, but he didn't play well because he hadn't played in a month because of COVID. So you got to keep all that in mind.
There you go. There you go, DeMond. So you're, you're safe for another week. You feel better for another week. We're talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. And, John, before I let you go, we talked about Urban Meyer. Uh, we talked about him just not really looking that comfortable there on the coaching, on the sideline there for the Jaguars. And, of course, he was asked about that USC opening, and he turned it down and said that there's no no way he wants to do that. He, he knows that it's a, a marathon to coach. He said everything he was supposed to say. But what's your gut feeling tell you? How long is Urban Meyer in the NFL as a head coach? I think a maximum of two years because he's retired twice for health reasons. And the NFL is tougher because football pressure, especially when it doesn't work the way you used to have it working. And when Urban Meyer says that, just remember, a lot of people gave him the nickname Urban Liar because <laughs> some of the things he said. And just remember how Nick, Nick Saban said he was not going to the University of Alabama when he was with the Dolphins. Right, exactly. I brought that up just the other day on the show. Do you think Eric Bieniemy? do you think that that's a job that he might actually end up taking? I saw his name associated with that job. I would be surprised. I think that if you've got to want a head coach at a big-time program like that with a recruiting hotbed like L.A., you've got to swing for the fences and get a guy that's a proven head coach. And, and I would not give up on Urban. Urban Meyer, give him a few more games like that, <laughs> and maybe the Jaguars say, hey, if you really want to go to USC, we'll let you go. Right, right. Yeah, I can see that happening, no doubt about that. Well, John, great stuff as always. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, what you got coming out on Texas Sports Nation that NFL fans should be on the lookout for? I'm writing a column tomorrow about Devion Clowney being happy as a pig in slop with playing with <laughs> Miles Garrett with a team that's a Super Bowl contender. All right, good stuff, good stuff. That was a fun game, too, uh, Cleveland and Kansas City, even though Kansas City came out with the victory at the end. Cleveland showed they had a little something-something, so it should be interesting to see what they do this week. Uh, they got, well, they got Houston this week, right? <laughs> so that's they a, do. Yep, there you, can't wait. there you go. Well, John, have a safe trip, have a fun trip, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Great. Thank you very much, Q. That sounds great. All right, there he goes. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle talking all things NFL. Always love to catch up with the general uh, talking about the Texans and all things NFL. 3.18 is the time. When we come back, we, uh, we're going to go through our NFL pick'ems. We did them last week. We didn't really do them because we had such a loaded show, but we're going to go through the games that start tonight, Washington and New York. That's a Thursday night football action. It's not quite as good as last week's Thursday night game, but we'll go through all the games. We'll make our picks, and we'll tell you how we did last week. It's coming up next here on Unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you listen to Raider Nation 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 3.30... Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. She was out at practice. Today I was not at practice, but she was there. Took some good pictures of video. Saw a video that she put out of Unique Ngakwe. Him out there practicing. And he's he's the real question now. The Raiders injury report is long. Long. Guys who did not participate. Guard Richie Incognito still dealing with the calf injury. Josh Jacobs, toe and ankle. Nick Wachowski, concussion. Marcus Mariota, quad. It's already been reported. He's going to be out a few weeks. Roderick Teamer, ankle. Didn't participate. All those that I just named did not participate. Limited, Carl Nassib, peck and toe injury. Darius Phylon, knee injury. Limited. Who else? Denzel Perryman, hip. Limited. 
Unique Ngakwe hamstring, limited. Alec Ingold, fibula, limited. Long laundry list of guys. Other guys participated fully, like Devon Diablo, Brian Edwards, Clee Furl, Jonathan Hankins, Andre James, Dolan Levitt. All those guys participated. And there's a little bit of controversy, and I know we're going to get to our NFL picks. There's a lot of, guess, back and forth. Maybe it's, maybe it's not really that big a deal, but I'm on Twitter more than I need to be. But it's, I'm always seeing it, and I get some interaction as well with some, some listeners, some Raider Nation fans, you know, that, that uh, hit me up and say, all right, so what's the deal with Clee last week on Monday? Because he was listed of having dealing with a back issue, and this is where I stand on it. I, I consider it a healthy scratch on Monday. He was full participant in practice all last week. Now, it did say that he had a – it did have him listed on the, on the injury report as back, but – he was a full participant in practice, and so it was just strange to see them only dress out three three edge rushers on the day. You know what I mean? Three guys that like that. You would think that they would have gone in there with everybody that they had, especially if, if Klee was good to go. You would think that he'd be out there. I feel like he was a healthy scratch, but I know there's been a lot of folks back and forth like, oh, no, he's he had a back injury. Okay, and I know Gruden mentioned slightly that, hey, you know, he's, he's dealing with a, a back issue. But nobody's really 100% healthy, so I just kind of feel like he was a healthy scratch. And I think from Gus Bradley when he talked today, I think it, I think it's like more of it, it, it. It's what you're saying, the healthy scratch, right? Because Gus is like, well, he's having a good week of practice this week, so you know, and then we'll see like how he'll be used. You know, he was in good spirits like on the game on the sidelines. You know, why do we need to know if he was in good spirits if he was injured? Right. That's that's what I mean. That's kind of how I feel. But again, it, I mean, it is what it is. You could you can. Take it for what you, you want it to be. You know, you could believe what you want to believe. Uh, I feel like he was a healthy scratch, and we'll see if he participates this Sunday. I think the Raiders are going to need him with or without Unique Ngakwe. I think they're going to need him because I don't think, well, I know Unique's not going to be 100% regardless if he plays or not. So uh, it's just a little bit of uh, going over the injury report. But we'll talk to Cassie Soto, get her thoughts from the Las Vegas Review Journal. We'll do that in a matter of minutes. But right now, want to go over our NFL picks. We're going to go through every game of the week. We're going to pick them. And uh, we're going to kind of try to keep track throughout the whole course of the season and see who comes out with the best record. Uh, myself and DeMond both went 10-7 and seven last week, which I think is actually pretty good, saying that there was a lot that we just didn't know. But we just kind of went into it, plus we rushed our picks. So we both went 10-7. and seven. So now DeMond's got his own paper. He's not using my paper to write down his, his picks. But he did, he did write it down. You did, to your credit. You wrote them down last week. You just used my paper. So now you got your own. So we'll see how well, we you can differ. look at my greatness right there from week one. I saw it. I, I witnessed we, it. I know we had the same record, but I mean, still, we didn't pick the same games, but exactly. we got to the same record. And there was some ones that, like, you know, I'm not trying to be Captain Hindsight, but you know, it was like I had a feeling. Okay, you I'm know, sure Cincinnati, like, Minnesota was one, right? Yeah, it's like I had a feeling. You know, no, it's you just didn't. like I just no, didn't. You, didn't. You, no, you know, didn't. no, you didn't. But you know, I, no, you didn't. I, I want to be that guy. No, you didn't. But I knew. No, you didn't. You know. No, you didn't. You know. I know that you're lying to me right now, which is okay. You know, like I the, respect like that. the Eagles game. I knew that Jay. You had I, no I idea like, that was he like, was going to put up mm, that kind of like, that kind of performance. I knew he had it in him. Yeah, he he knew he had it in him too. Just didn't know it was going to come out week one, but it did. So shout out to him. All right, let's go. Let's hustle through these games real quick. Uh, you should give us a soundtrack, man. You give us a little soundtrack, something to something to to play. I don't know. Most people do NFL music, but how about we do something else, man? Let's go with something something good, man. Something that we could groove to real quick. You got something? I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I got something for you, man. I got something Call for hit you. With, hit me one time. Okay. And that Raider Color's playing in the background. I like it. I, we're going to do that. That's going to be the that's gonna be the soundtrack. All right? Yeah, there you go. All right. Tonight's game. 
Washington is hosting the Giants. Both teams 0-0 or 0-1 on the season. Who you got? Ooh, let me go Washington. I don't even know, man. All right, you going Washington? Yeah, I'm going to go Washington. All right, I got the football team as well. Cincinnati Bengals at Chicago. That's a 10 a.m. kickoff on Sunday. Who do you got? Cincinnati. All right. You want Cincinnati? You think Cincinnati is going to go 2-0? I got Chicago in that one. I don't believe in the Bengals yet. Houston at Cleveland. What are your thoughts on this? Houston's 1-0. Cleveland's 0-1. What are your thoughts on this one? Cleveland. I got the Browns on this one as well. The Los Angeles Rams are at Indianapolis taking on the Colts. I'm rolling with the Rams. Where do you go? Rams. All right. Buffalo, 0-1 at Miami, 1-0. This is also a 10 a.m. kickoff. I got the Bills. Got the Dolphins. You got the Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, man. I think that defense, I feel like it's one of the, I'm not saying that Josh Allen has been, because we always say that about like people like Lamar Jackson. Oh, have they figured him out? I'm not right. saying um, Josh Allen's been figured out, but I think he's going to like, you know, not have as good a season as he did last year. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I like it. How about this one? New England at the J-E-T-S Jets. The Jets are over, and New England is over. Somebody's got to get a dub. Where are you going, New England or New York? New England. All right, I got the Pats as well. San Francisco at Philadelphia. Philly got a win. San Francisco got a win. 10 a.m. kickoff. This game is being played in Philly. I got the 49ers. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Philly. Oh, you're rolling with the Jalen Hurts. You're you're rolling with Jalen. Okay. Uh, Vegas at Pittsburgh. We're going to hold that one to the last. Saints at Carolina, 10 a.m. kickoff. Carolina came up with a dub, and the Saints came up with a big dub. I'm rolling with Jameis Winston and the Saints. Famous Jameis. There you go. All right. Denver at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a mess. Denver, AFC West uh, opponent, 10 a.m. kickoff. Denver's 1-0 on the season. Jacksonville 0-1. Where are you going? Denver, I don't see I don't see Jacksonville beating anybody this season the way they plan. <laughs> you ain't lying. Broncos on that one. Minnesota, Ofer. And uh, at Arizona, 105 kickoff. Cardinals looking really well. I'm going, going looking really good. I'm going to go with Arizona. Yeah, Kyle Murray's looking too good. All right. Atlanta at Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers are 1-0 on the season. The Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons need to have the Atlanta Braves on their team because they stink. <laughs> Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Where are you going? Tampa. All right, I'm going with the Bucs as well. The Cowboys at the Chargers. 125. SoFi Stadium is this game. Dallas is banged up, and the Chargers are the Chargers. Uh, I'm rolling with the Cowboys. Ooh. You know what? I don't know how many we differ on here. I'm going to go with the uh, Chargers. All right. There you go. We'll write them down. We'll find out later. Tennessee, your team. Wonder where you're going with this one. At Seattle, 125 kickoff. Tennessee looks bad. Todd Downing's a terrible offensive coordinator. And Seattle's got Russell Wilson. I'm cooking with Seattle and the Seahawks. Where are you going? Man, I might, I think I painted myself in the corner because I went on the limb by picking the Chargers. Uh, you know what? Uh, Titans. Shocking. Kansas City at Baltimore. Sunday night action. The Chiefs 1-0. Baltimore 0-1. Baltimore's banged up. Ronnie Stanley's not playing in this game. Uh, they had another offensive lineman put on IR. They got a lot of running backs out. Lamar Jackson is still Lamar Jackson. KC at Baltimore. Where are you going? Kansas City. All right, I go with the Chiefs as well. And then the Monday night matchup, the Detroit Lions at Green Bay. Green Bay looked awful. Detroit is awful. Thoughts on this one? Where are you going? Who are you picking? Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, the bounce back. I got that as well. And Cassie Soto, she's coming up next. But before we get to her, the Raiders on the road, 1-0 at 1-0 Pittsburgh. I have not even made my pick yet. 10 a.m. kickoff. Hear the game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to roll 
You know what? I'm gonna roll with I'm gonna roll with the Raiders, and I'm gonna roll with the Raiders on the strength of the front four. I'm gonna say with or without Unique and Gakwe, Max Crosby's still gonna eat, and I think that he's gonna have a, 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 a his way. I, I, I hate to say his way because that makes it sound easy, but he's gonna have a, a a pretty good day against that that Steelers offensive line. I think it's gonna be a very tough game, but I'm gonna give this the, the Raiders the the dub on the road. It's a tough one though. Raider Nation, I'm on your side. I'm picking the Raiders as well. Are you really? Of course. Uh, of course. Hey, that's a shock. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Okay, there you go. So we 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 say the same. And I'll tell you, I went back back and forth a couple times on that one. I'm not gonna lie. I thought about going with Pittsburgh on that one just because it's a road game. It's gonna be tough, but I went with the Raiders on that one. So we both went ten and seven last week. We'll see what we do this week. And right now on the phone lines, as promised, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. She joins us. She was out at practice today. And Cassie, before we get into anything that you saw at practice today, who are you picking this uh, this Sunday? Raiders at Pittsburgh, both teams want to know who you picking. Wait, what did DeMond – I couldn't hear it. What did DeMond say? Uh, DeMond went with the Raiders. I went with the Raiders. Okay. Come on, Raider Nation, I got your back. I'm your boy. Wow, look at you. Um, I think – I don't even – what are the odds here? I haven't even seen. Who, I mean, Pittsburgh has to Pittsburgh's be favorite, right? yeah. Pittsburgh's favorite. I don't, I I don't know the exact number. I don't know the, I don't know the line right now. We're talking yeah. dubs and L's here, though. Okay, okay. Let's just <laughs> – you know what? Let's just be wild. Let's just go Raiders. Because if this defense, I mean, obviously banged up a little bit, but let's just go Raiders. I think I think after a win like Monday night, like you can't go out and want it again you know, and not want it again. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. No, you're, let's go Raiders. Yeah, you're right. It's funny because it took me a while to decide as well. I was, I was going back and forth, and I hate doing that. I wasn't that confident, but I, kind of for the same reason. You know, the defense looked good, looked like they can make some plays, and if – if uh, if Max Crosby can have a, a, a day, not necessarily even saying the exact same day he had against Lamar Jackson, but just had an impactful day, why not the Raiders win this game? It looks like Steelers minus six right now. That's pretty big. Yeah, it is. It is too <laughs> high. That's too high. <laughs> that is. Oh, wait, hold on. Can I change my mind? No. <laughs> that is. I didn't realize that that was the line, but uh, yeah. But that, I mean, look, the the what the Ravens were what four point favorites last last game, four and a half. Four. I think it and I think it like closed around four. Well, there yeah. you go. So that's only a couple more points. But uh, all right. Well, that's cool. We got Cassie down as uh, as picking the Raiders as well. But she's on the fence. She wasn't reluctantly. Too- reluctantly. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. We appreciate Sorry, you. It's Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. You can find her on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto. And you were out there at practice. I've mentioned it a few times. I've had people tweet at me and said, "Hey, what's going on with Unique and Gakwe?" And I keep sending them to your your Twitter account with your video that you had of him. You had the video. He was wrapped up with tape. What did you think? How did you think that he was he was moving around uh, on that bad hammy? I don't think there's any more tape left in Las Vegas. It is all <laughs> on Yannick and Gakwe's uh, leg there. It came all the way. So I zoomed in. Like, I felt like a total creeper. But I was like, man, like, how far up does this tape go? Like, it went up there. <laughs> and it went all the way down. And what was so weird about it, Q, when I did zoom in, and I've never seen anything like this, there was, like, a rod literally from like his butt cheek down to, I don't know if I can say that on air. Can I say that? That's too late. It's all good. <laughs> um, from his backside all the way down to like his calf, like a, some kind of rod. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but at the same time, dude was moving out there. Like he just got a brand new knee, you uh-huh. know, like a brand new hamstring. So yeah. in the video that I posted, he was running those drills. No problem. I didn't follow him afterwards, though, so I think maybe a drill or two later, he did walk indoors to that, um, to like their, um, 
or that their weight, yeah, their weight room is like yeah. right behind us. You can't, it's on the opposite side of the video that I'm showing. So there, he right. walks into the weight room and he left for like a couple of minutes and then walked back out with a trainer, but then got right back into drills. Hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's something going on there. Um, you wouldn't be wrapped up like that if you weren't, but he, you know, the, we talked about it last week or two weeks ago where like the mentality that he has the last time we got to spoke to him where he just looks so just zoned in to the moment and ready to get some dubs for this team. Like looking at him today and just, yeah, my legs wrap, but let's go out there and work sort of mentality. Like this guy looks ready to go. Wow. Wow. Well, that's, that's obviously the big question. Of course, Denzel good, uh, the guard, he's out for the season, Gerald McCoy. That's awful. He's out for the season. What were your thoughts when you, well, I know you, you saw him on Monday and when he got carted off, we all knew it was bad, but when it was official that he was out for the season, what were your thoughts? Yeah, that was bad. I mean, we were looking the whole time at like right the Ravens injuries coming into it, and then the Raiders to go and suffer some crucial injuries there, like just bad luck, uh, bad timing for this team. But I think, and you know, Gerald McCoy too. Like, what a guy that everyone wanted to root for. Like, mm-hmm. was it like twenty two months that he hadn't play, played um, a football game, and then to go out like that? I think it was Max Crosby that said like he, he that he's just hurting for him. Um, and and that's just so sad to see that, and especially the way he went out. And, and I don't know if you've talked about this on the show, but I think that's when everybody started doing the wave. Yes, I said that, man. I'm so that, glad you brought that up. I said that on Tuesday. and I th- and That I, was a little weird. No, it, it was bad. It was not even weird. It was bad. Like, you can't do the wave while there's an injured player. I don't care if it's your team's player or the other team's player. You can't do the wave while there's an injured guy on the field. You just can't. Yeah, so that was real bad timing, just bad timing of it all. And and. You know, and just a guy again, a guy that instantly came in and showed a leadership role. And you go back to Yannick Ngakwe, guys that show leadership on the team and make the guys around them better. Um, and you say to see that, but uh, you know, injuries happen and right. they happen fast. I feel like in the first week, like especially for the guys that didn't play in the preseason, like you don't know, right? Like how far you can push your body after not, you know, taking live hits for a few months and then yeah for monday night football to happen on, on one of the biggest stages football and to go down like that it, it's unfortunate yeah and sticking with the injury theme marcus Mariota, he has one carry on monday 31 yeah. yards and then i saw it as soon as he as soon as he hit the ground and, and the way he got up i said and i tweeted it out he didn't look good he looks like he's injured he's going to be out for a couple weeks uh cassie i know that this guy could be a dynamic player i know that there could be a package in there for him you know to help this offense kind of get it going I feel like, and this is just me personally, that this experiment is just about over. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's just not available. I, I, so I think, I don't know what I tweeted out, but yeah, I tweeted something out, and someone responded, peanut brittle Mariota. Ooh. And I was like, that is harsh. That is, that is messed up, y'all. But no, you're right. Like, he was out all last season. Was it, it was the same injury, right? The quad? Some, yeah, I believe Something so. Like quad that. injury. Yeah, he played in one yeah, game last play. year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Played in the one game, had a decent game again um, versus the Chargers. Yeah, that was yep. a Chargers yep. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, versus the Chargers. And then, yeah, to have that big run, and, and you could tell John Gruden and, and Derek Carr obviously were hyping him up all training camp and, you know, saying that they wanted to get him involved. And then John Gruden goes to say, like, yeah, our offense lost a huge piece. And, you know, they wanted to get him more involved, maybe not give Derek Carr some rest, but just allow some more options for this team to get the ball down the field. And then, as you say, at one play and boom, he's done, like just a one and done, like 
you never want that to happen either. And especially, yeah, for a backup quarterback. And we obviously saw what Nathan Peterman can do in the in the preseason. But I don't know if Raider Nation wants Nathan. You know, Derek Carr's one hit away from Nathan Peterman being your starter. Like, is that what what Raider Nation wants right now? No. No, <laughs> no, no disrespect to Peterman, but no, you know, it's just, it's just, no, that's not, I mean, you know, and the Raiders brought in Mariota to be a high priced backup and be a great insurance policy. And he just hasn't been able to be that because he's not available and that's just not, it's just not going to work. Yeah, no, for sure. And again, just the, the mixing of pieces to put this team together, you know, I think, if you were a Raider Nation, like you held your breath a little bit because you're like, man, this looks too good. Coming into the start of like mm-hmm. that Sunday before that game, like this is looking a little too good. And boom, like the bomb drops right after that on, on Monday. Right, exactly. We're talking to Cassie Soto right now from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Does a great job there at underscore Cassie Soto on Twitter. And uh, let's go back to Monday real quick before I ask you about Sunday's game against the Steelers. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the atmosphere, the entertainment, Gladys Knight, Too Short, Ice Cube? Uh, you had Bruce Buffer. You had Lil John. I mean, you had everyone. Dana White was in attendance. There was just star after star after star. George Lopez. I mean, everyone was there, and it looked like that was a hell of a show for Monday night. What were your thoughts? Yeah, former Golden Knights Ryan Reeves yep. had to make the trip back, too. He was hanging out with Charles Woodson and Mark Davis. Like, not a bad spot to be. No. Um, no, for sure. I Like, doing the walk, so I decided to walk. We have, a sh- like, a media shuttle, but I want to do the walk from the media parking to the stadium because I just wanted to get, like, a feel of the atmosphere, right, to know, you know, we had to do a live hit, so I had to talk about the atmosphere, so I wanted to, you know, be in it for right. a second. And these fans, like the lowriders that came out, right, like the flags, just the atmosphere, like you could tell there was like a mix of L.A., there was a mix of Oakland, bringing it to Las Vegas. And I think that that that's, um, I actually, I don't know if she told you, I met Lucille. Uh, Yes, you guys went to Donuts. Donuts. Lucille and I hung out, yeah, the the Saturday, yeah, that Saturday. Right. And I was asking her, like, hey, like, what are you hoping to see, like, as a longtime Bay Area Oakland Raider fan, like, bringing it to Las Vegas? She's like, man, like, I just don't want them to lose the juice, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, in Las Vegas, you've got the Wynn night, Field Club, nightclub. Like, that, you know, the, the, the um, purists, the Raider purists aren't about that. But seeing these roots and this history come to Las Vegas and integrating it into this city that is willing to accept this team, like, you saw that walking up and down that J's parking lot, the S parking lot, where all these people were tailgating. And to be able to see that come to life, where last year I walked to this stadium and I was front row parking. Right. Like, that's not happening this year. Like, no. I, I had to get there four hours early and still I felt like I was a little late, ran into some traffic. And it is just so cool to see for the city and for the fan base to come here and and to finally be able to get inside that building. Like, there, again, there's there's no words. And if you're not there, if you weren't able to be there, uh, you know, you missed out. But there's still plenty of games to be able to get down there to Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Faven was on the show earlier, and she said that was a great four-hour commercial for the city of Las Vegas. You know, if you weren't oh, yeah. in attendance, it's like, hey, by the way, you can come and enjoy this. Oh, yeah. I was I was texting um, some people back like, hey, like, how does it look on the broadcast? Like, because obviously, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the TVs above us. Right. Um, but I was like, how does it look on the broadcast? And they're like, dude, they're panning the city like they're doing all these highlights of Las Vegas. And it's like for people who never thought that a 
professional sports would end up here in town. And I've got Monday night football highlighting and spotlighting this city. Right. Like you can't ask for anything else. No, no, you really can't. And uh, I thought that that was awesome as well. What were your, uh, what, what was Pops' thoughts? What was Los thinking about that victory? Los is still recovering. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. He, I talked to him today, so it's, it's Mexican Independence Day, and I was yes. like, oh, yeah, like, I might go out and do something tonight. Like, are you down? And he's like, dude, I'm still recovering from Monday. <laughs> so I was like, okay, bet. Like, <laughs> I got you, Dad. No, he was. He texted me, I think, yeah, that morning after, and he just sent me, like, a paragraph of, like, I love the people around us. Oh, my gosh, I had so much fun. Like, my mom got into it, so my mom's a Bronco fan. Um, sorry to break everybody's hearts out there. Mom's a Bronco fan. Dad's a Raider. They've been making it work for 27 years. Don't ask. You uh, know? Yeah. They make it work. Yeah. Um, but even like she was having fun. So, you know, like again, just the atmosphere of pro sports in Las Vegas, like just ties everybody together and, you know, a little alcohol involved, maybe some beverages involved, but you know, it makes everything a little better sometimes. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Hey, if you get out and you, uh, you know, do a little something, something, make sure you let me know, man. I'm always down for a little <laughs> celebration in the city of Las Vegas. Nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, <laughs> we'll bring the family out. We'll make it happen, man. We'll make sure to have a lot of fun. And before I let you go, Cassie, uh, this week, man, the Raiders have an early game against Pittsburgh at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. What are your thoughts on this game, especially taking into consideration all the injuries that the Raiders have? I mean, it's going to be definitely uh, interesting to see how these rookies and even the second year guys, because they haven't played right in a like really a full capacity away game mm-hmm. in front of these fans. So to see how that's going to affect them. And if Steelers fans, like Steelers fans are Steelers fans. What if, I won't say the, the S nation. Yeah, right? don't, yeah, I, I don't, don't think that that exists out yeah, there. Yeah, that don't exist. Like, it's not a real thing. Very dedicated fans. And so, yeah, I mean, it could be like, just think of how the Ravens came in here as favorites, but the crowd absolutely played a part in the Raiders win. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers, you have to consider that going into Heinz Field. Um, but, yeah, you look at the, the injuries, a lot of guys are going to step, need to step up this week. Max Crosby is going to need to put this team on his back if Yannick Ngakwe, for whatever reason, isn't able to go. You need Clee Farrell to right. up, too. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be a big part there. And then just trying to run the ball a bit more. Josh Jacobs said, you know, he was hurting after Monday Night Football, but if they can run the ball a little bit more, um, if they can get to Big Ben, I, I think they've got a shot for sure. What was your biggest takeaway with Cleese since you mentioned him talking about he needs to be suited up? Did you feel like he was a healthy scratch or he was a guy that was actually, and I say this in air quotes, injured? I don't, I just feel like I saw him at practice today, you know, and, you know, it, sometimes we're quick to judge, but I'm just like, dude, like, you look fine. Right. Like, what's going on here? Like, you guys take a beating, right? 17 weeks, 17 weeks this year, like you guys can take a beating, but for being fresh and for the home opener on Monday night football, like, you know, I hope everything is okay with him. Maybe off the field. I don't, you know, you never know what's going on in a player's personal life, but as far as on the field, like he should have been there for his team. And, you know, for whatever reason, if he isn't able to go on Sunday, like that's going to raise some more eyebrows for sure no doubt no doubt about it well great stuff as always cassie we do appreciate you uh what you got coming out uh vegas nation Uh, i know you guys got the podcast you got the blitz show going on you got all kind of stuff going on but what you got coming out that folks should be on the lookout for yeah we've got everything so blitz is live right now on all of our vegas nation platforms i'm getting ready to do our vegas nation game day which airs saturday mornings at 7 a.m for the early birds so they can get some some early morning raiders 
There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Cassie, great job as always. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks for being out there at practice today and kind of being our eyes and ears. And uh, enjoy the, the rest of the day. Enjoy Mexican Independence Day. And like I said, if you get out and shake it a little something, something, let me know. I'll be out there. My Mexico. Woo. You got it. <laughs> Thank you, Cassie. Appreciate you. There she goes. Good people right there. Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Find her on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto and joins us here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. 348 is the time. Take a quick break. Come on back. We'll get some stuff out and close up shop. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just got a couple minutes left in today's show. Hey, we going to be all right. Damon Cotton on the wheels of steel. And speaking of the wheels of steel and Damon, play caller number 9 and 10 right now, 702-365-9200. We got two four-pack of tickets. Four-pack of tickets. So you can bring three friends if you're doing the math. You can bring three friends to Legion Stadium this Saturday for UNLV versus Iowa State. That's a that's a big-time opponent coming into Legion Stadium, and you can be there to check them out. Looking for call number 9 and 10 right now at 702-365-9200. Demon, before you actually uh, go and start answering those phones, uh, pot up Vinny so I can check in with him as he's over at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ, and he's going to hold it down in the huddle the next two hours so I can chop it up with him. So, Vinny, are you there? I'm here. How are you guys doing? We are great, man. We are alive and well. We've had a fantastic show, a lot of great guests, a lot of great feedback. And uh, one, before we get started on what you saw at practice today, um, have you ever had an infinity pool? Uh, I've, I haven't i have had an infinity pool, but I've swam in many infinity pools. Have you really? You oh, big time yeah. in L.A. like that? Oh, well, usually it's in Cabo or you oh. know, uh, someplace like that. Gotcha. Uh, Mexico, you know, uh, at the hotel or at the resort or wherever it is. So uh, those are pretty sweet. No, no, I don't I don't know, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got, oh, you, you know what? Now that you're in Las Vegas, now that you're the big time man about town in Las Vegas <laughs> and, and, and uh, fattening up that wallet and that bank account, we're going to get you out to an infinity pool. I'm trying to, I want to, uh, my two goals in life, Vinny, I want to have a house that Scarface will be proud of and it has to have an infinity pool. There you go. You, that, those are noble objectives. <laughs> right. And I'm right there with you. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I know you're also right there with me as far as practice goes and also knowing that there's a lot of injuries the Raiders are going through. We just had Cassie Soto on the on the show and she actually had a video of Unique Ngakwe going through some, some drills with tape heavily wrapped on his leg and yes. a rod on his leg. What were your thoughts from what you saw from Unique out there? Um, definitely a gamer. I mean, just to be out there in practice, that shows everybody in the building how much this really means to him. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, here's the thing. You need him on the field if you're the Raiders, without question. Uh, he's a premier pass rusher. We kind of saw what that impact looked like, especially, you know, with, with Max Crosby, how they kind of team up now. Uh, but you also don't want to push it. It's a 16 game. Uh, 16 games are left in the season. Right. It's a whole lot of football. So, um, you know, I would err on the side of caution. But if he's ready to go, and I know pro athletes, I know you know pro athletes, going to mm-hmm. put up a fight if he feels like he's ready to go. And sometimes you say, okay. Uh, if you're good to roll, um, we're going to trust you, but we're going to keep a close eye on you as well. You know, how much, though, does that say to his teammates that he was out there practicing when we all know damn well he could have told John, he could have told Mike, he could have told anyone in that organization, hey, uh, I, I, I can't go today, uh, but I'll, I'll be back out there tomorrow. But for him to be out there today, especially in front of the media, what did that say to his teammates? 
Well, it, it tells them uh, that, that he's in it. He's dialed in, and he's committed, and he's a warrior, basically, too, and somebody that you're going to be able to trust, somebody that's not going to, you know, whatever the reason, whatever the excuse to get out of practice, he's going to use. Uh, he's the opposite of that. And, you know, John Gruden and Mike Mayock, uh, Derek Carr uh, have talked a lot about guys – the, the, the importance of guys who love football, the mm-hmm. importance of guys who are going to be out there. And we all know not everybody's feeling 100%. It's already uh, – that's already happening. Right. But he has a legit kind of an injury too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so nobody would have blinked an eye had he said, you know what, I'm going to rest it up and I'm going to hope that we could go on Sunday. Instead, he's out there pushing himself. And that's – it not only um, is confirmation for his teammates um, and affirmation for his teammates – but it's also a lesson for his teammates, too. They're looking at that going, man, if the hardest dude on this t- – if one of the best guys on this team right. is out there balling out uh, under those conditions, what what kind of excuse do I ever have unless it's something, like, legit, legit? Man, and see, I'm glad you said that. That's exactly where I was going with that. I mean, hey, if that dude can go out there and still participate in practice with a real deal injury and, like you said, one of the best players on the team, if not the best player, especially on defense, on the team – Nobody else has an excuse unless they're legitimately really broke down. So uh, I think that that goes a long way just in the imagery of what, what you were able to see this afternoon. No question. And uh, I want to throw something at you, man. Okay. Um, I did a story on Jonathan Abram today, okay? So uh, he was targeted five times in the past game, gave up three completions, okay? Last year, I think he was targeted 50-something times, gave up 30-some-odd uh, completions. All right, so you, you think on one hand, all right, five, three, that's not a great ratio, but he gave up 16 total yards in those three completions that he gave up. Mm-hmm. Right last year, last year of those 31 completions that he gave up, 20 he, the average was 21 yards per catch. Whoa, five yards to 21 yards per catch. And what where I'm headed with this, and he got a really good pass coverage grade uh, by Pro Football Focus this week, 70 uh, something out of 100. Which for him, he finished the season at 30 or so last year uh, with a grade. So he was really bad in that area. But remember uh, us talking so much about the position that he's going to play yep. and how it's going to allow him to, pl- to to defend smaller parts of the field in pass coverage rather than where he was last year, where he's running and chasing guys. Not his strength, but you know what? He's he did his job. On, on Monday night, and I think that really bodes well for him. He had a good, solid football game, and we were talking last week about how it could go either way for him, and you don't want bad habits to start creeping up. He did the opposite. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real. That's a great point that you bring up right there, and that should be interesting to talk about in the huddle. Coming up next, 4 to 6 p.m. from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Vinny Bonsignor giving you everything that he saw and witnessed and heard at practice today. And we'll be back tomorrow at the TI, 2 to 6 p.m., 2 to 6 at the TI, Treasure Island, with Raider Nation Radio 920.